Back to Gills Arena presented by Underdog Fantasy. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> Sorry for those technical difficulties, but we are a live show, so y'all get to experience all this shit with us. Gills said put a two in the chat if you want everybody. If you want them to get fired. <laughs> 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 they get to stay, but yeah, welcome back to Gills Arena presented by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, joined by the legend. Get what you rock. You okay? You got Adidas, man. But this, okay. You, First of all, listen. You ready for our new segment? I get all my shit free, so why would I even go to the mall? But you, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I got a whole look, whole closet. I, I need to go to Goodwill. I need to give them the shit that I don't wear. Usually, I just take it and then throw it in the trash. You, I know. I know. Come on, Gil. I know it's it's bad because like give it every, to the fans. Every week, I just throw a whole bunch of shit away. Well, we got Brandon Jennings in the building with us, along with his dog Freedom, as always. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot to get into today, but as always, everybody out there, please remember Underdog Fantasy presents this show. So if you want to get down with Underdog, go ahead, download the app, use code Gills Arena. They will match your first deposit up to $100. And they got a special. If you download it today or if you're a new or existing user, we got that RJ Barrett pick them that came through with the plug, Gil. 0.5 points, higher or lower. All RJ Barrett got to do is score a point and you get it. Wait, did that Embiid? I mean, did the uh, Julius Randle one work? It did. It did. It did. Okay. It did. So they they not they not fugazi. They're okay, not okay, setting they us up. Just give it. When is that today? That's today. Okay. For uh, Knicks Knicks Heat. So okay. one point. One point. And you got it. He just got to score. I bucket. And y'all got it. So go ahead and download it. Rock with us. Remember promo code Gills Arena. And for all the fans in the chat, we see the chat is picking up right now. Numbers are growing. Two reminders: If we get over 10k, you already know what we doing. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon got it for he got it for us. With you guys, Brandon got it for us. He got the tough crowd. Bleeds, you ready to go? And whenever he's ready, whenever he's ready, whenever he's ready, whenever he's ready, he's ready to go. Blunts all day. Hey, me, <laughs> a real man, a real gentleman, a real man, a real gentleman. And uh, remember, for mostly fans. All y'all fans out there, ask some good questions in the chat. You will be featured at the end of the show. And again, I don't like snitching, but if you subscribe to Gills Arena YouTube, it increases your chances of getting those questions featured in Mostly Ooh. Fans. They rise up to the top, so hit that subscribe button. Throw a, throw a like on this video, too, so we can trick the algorithm and run those numbers <laughs> up. Let's do it. We got to get them hacks going. So, Gil, uh, since we last saw convened on these couches, a, uh -huh. a lot of stuff happened. So let's, go, let's run through it real quick because we ain't been here since Thursday. 
so the fans need to know. Celtics sent the Hawks soaring to Cancun, and Jason Tatum apologized to Janet Jackson for making her postpone her show. <laughs> Should have won in Game 5, came back for Game 6. Lakers whipped that trick and hit the gritty on the Grizzlies with a 40-point blowout to close out the series, giving Dylan Brooks and them a one-way ticket to Chilling his Island. And Dylan Brooks got some other shit going on, too. We're going to get into it in just a second. Steph, Steph shut off the beam with a generational Game 7 performance. Playoff Jimmy didn't let a janky ankle stop him from giving the Knicks that work in Game 1. Harden hit Vegas and five fingers to the face to dude. Then helped the Suns stun the seeds without him beat. It wasn't a slap. It was a love tap. We all been there. And the Nuggets won their first two games against the Suns and got them looking like the nuns. Mm. I don't mean country. But now it's time for a new segment we got. It's called Fit It or Quit It. Fit It or Quit It. Fit It or Quit It. So, there are, look at, see, look at the graphics team. All right, take those twos back. They get to stay. All right, look, that shit is beautiful. <laughs> so, so there was some twos in there. Okay, okay. So, a big baller descended on the Big Apple for the annual Met Gala. The Who's Who celebrities dug deep in their closet to turn heads and raise eyebrows. So, we're going to play, you know, fit it or quit. I'm going to show y'all some of the outfits. And I want y'all to let me know if you would fit it or quit it. So, let's start with uh, Rihanna ASAP Rocky. Is that a fit it or a quit it? On, on who? The woman? Or- Either or. Oh, they fit it because they look good together. Okay. okay. I'm going with him. He's the fashion guy. Yeah, like fit they, it. Yeah, they're, is I mean, that, yeah, they're just fly. Is that's that from Scotland? That's a Scotland, right? <laughs> with some jeans on? He yeah. need a bagpipe. Oh, he's keeping it. I think it is what they yeah. call it. I mean, it's also the Met Gala, too, so it's going to be some wild fit. So that's what it is. So you're supposed yeah. to wear stupid shit. Yeah, yeah just wild shit. Yeah, yeah. Just, just okay. Shit. So there's like a theme. So there's like yeah, a theme. Yeah, you got to. They try to yeah, out, some, out, yeah, out wild each other. Yeah, but it's a, it has to be a theme, right? Yeah, it's like everybody just. It was, it was for Carl, Carl Lagenfeld today. I don't know. I'm a broke boy. I shop at Kohl's. I shop at I know. There's, I heard there's like there's usually themes. Yeah, it's a theme. So it was for Carl Lagenfeld, who I think passed away recently, but did a bunch of design work. Yeah. Okay, okay. So basically, like, you get invited if you're doing some wild shit out here. Like, yeah. just in these streets? Yeah. Okay. He with Jerry Springer in the upper room. <laughs> Next up, how can I lose when I'm already choose? Like, Ice Spice. Yeah, Is it hot? It's making y'all freeze up. Fit it or quit it? Fit it. Fit it? Ooh. Fit it. I mean, y'all rocking. normal? I mean, yeah, she's looking better and better every day. <laughs> Jesus. I want to get to know Miss Hurry a little bit better. Looks, she looks normal. I mean, compared to... You know, other things I've seen, so yeah. Yeah, she getting it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. For her first time, she came out. She came okay. correct. So it's simple. Yeah. Right? We'll call it simple. Yeah, yeah. If it's some outrageous fits, you already know that Russ and SGA going to pull up and show out. So we got our, our boys here. Fit it or quit it? No, I like that. I'm not even going to lie. For, for a gala, the shit that, that we've done seen, and I mean, we done I, seen Russ in some shit. I mean, I like Russ's fit. I like the Russ's fit. I mean, fit. Shy looked like he got a piano on. Is this the first time that, yeah, is this the first time that, that Russ has been outswagged in a photo? No, he's not outswagged. No, he's not outswagged. That's yeah. nice. I mean, SGA I mean, nice. shit is, is, is coordination, that's, like, that's some regular shit you can dress. Yeah. Yeah, that's tunnel. You got that, for Russ. That's tunnel, Russ. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's tunnel, Russ. You so got to coordinate. He goes there and wears simple stuff and then be out wilding. Yeah. And then we also had D-Way, Gabby Union pulling up our neighbors out here in the valley. You know, what's the concept? One band, one sound. Watch the faces, though. Watch them lock in. Nah, that, that was the funniest shit that they go from, like, oh, my God, these people are cheering, then just lock in, pose lock in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good couple fit, fit yeah. it. And what we have here is called a segue, okay, for everybody at home. This is some real TV and for that ass. So Dylan Brooks, let's see some images. 
He might not. So y'all just gonna have the nice outfits. Y'all not gonna put that wild shit that we seen on Instagram on there. Gil, you know yeah, that we yeah, yeah, some of that wild shit. Y'all not gonna put none of that wild shit up there. <laughs> Gil, I, we were not gonna put Yo, you in Trump. a position to fuck us up and fuck <laughs> our bags up. Cause I seen some shit. Yeah, little Nas X. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I seen some shit on the gram. Yeah. 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 I was about to say, we yeah. seen it. Motherfuckers out there looking like lollipops and shit. <laughs> I seen some shit on the gram. <laughs> Look like the Monopoly man. <laughs> Next up. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got Dylan Brooks. He might get an invite to the Met Cali someday, maybe. Nah, but uh, nah. but you know where he's not getting invited <laughs> back to? What? That Grizzlies facility. Woo. Shams dropped the following tweet about Brooks' future in Grind City this morning. Said the Memphis Grizzlies have informed pending free agent Dylan Brooks that he will not be brought back under any circumstances. Damn. League sources said. I mean, you could have just said not be brought back under any circumstances. Like oh, every yeah. other Hooper retired and, and we need to fill a roster of 12. He's still not getting a job. The world in it, we need. On your day off? Like just exit meet? Like I'm pretty sure they didn't even get through exit meetings. Everybody ain't got through exit meetings yet. So that means he just finished his exit meeting. Like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to go ahead and get, we're going to pass on you returning. That's so, crazy as fuck. Let's talk about Dylan a little bit. I mean, obviously, we, we saw the Anderson in the Lakers series, but prior to that, he seemed to be the heart and soul of that Grizzly team. We saw all the tunnel walkouts, the perms, all that other stuff going on. And now for them to do him like this, report this news like that, let it leak. Uh, did, did the Grizzlies throw Dylan Brooks under the bus? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Well, I mean, he threw himself under the bus also, but, I mean, they could have they just let this go and, you know, Got to negotiate and then just didn't, no. you know, but the, the, the fact that you're putting it publicly for everyone and to keep laughing at him is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I say you don't put your trust in no team. No team at all. I mean, throwing him under the bus. I know he did some clown shit. Like, you know, everybody was clowning him. He did some clown but, no, no, that, but, but, like, coming from your own team, it's like, it's kind of like, well, damn. That's, like, we're laughing at him personally. Yeah. Not the Grizzlies, right? right We're laughing right, at right, him. Right, right, right. So he's already embarrassed. You don't need to you don't need to throw more embarrassment on him. No. Right? We're already laughing at the fact that he got his ass busted. He didn't talk to the media after what three the last mm -hmm. three games. Mm -hmm. And then he was found in Cancun the next day. Was that really him? I think that's that, no, that, that was not might, him. That the, video might be. Yeah, 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 I'm about to say. But, but you know, we don't never let. We don't never <laughs> let. We don't never let a good agenda get in the way. We don't ever no. let the truth get in the way of a good agenda. You know, I mean, so you know, the fact that he couldn't, like, he was already being laughed at as an individual. Like, he's already felt the pressure of, you know, when you put yourself out there, this is how you get attacked. So yeah. for them to say we're gonna move on without him, like, yeah. now y'all yeah. look kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like yeah, under under no circumstances he's coming back and just yeah, like, like damn, what the fuck the is, hell? The fuck did he do to y'all? That's like damn, bro. Like that's what's it. Now you feel because he's not the now only. Now we feel sorry for him. Yeah, and he's not the only one. Like, yeah, he, he's not the only one that started all that. Like like Ja had a lot to do with that. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of other players too. So seems it's like, like the culture of that team. Yeah, it's right? the culture of that team. So it ain't just him. Like like he. <laughs> so. Does Dylan Brooks stay on this squad? Because we talked about this last week. Let me stay on the squad. They already said no, they don't okay, want to. Okay, but I'm asking. <laughs> yo, I'm asking you a hypothetical. All right, let me finish. It was a dot, dot, dot. Y'all talked about it last week. If Dylan Brooks would have did all that shit and owned up to it, spoke to the media, say, yo, yeah, and I'm still going to keep talking shit, does, does, does this outcome different, or is it just we got a clean slate? I, I, I think what would end up happening really is I think they're trying to blame him for the way the series went. Right. They're yeah. trying to blame him that, you know, all this attention you brung all because the series was more about him 
than it was Ja and the Grizzlies. When you thought about the series, it was Dylan Brooks versus the Lakers. It wasn't, which I thought was amazing because, you know, he took the pressure off of Ja hurting his hand and, you know, the other players not playing very well. So yeah. Some other situations, yeah. too. Yeah, that's what I said. There was a yeah. lot of shit going on in his personality, you know, on and off the court, you know, in the tunnels and in media. I thought he did a great job of you know, releasing some of that mm-hmm. pressure that was being put on him. So for, for, for them to basically admit that, okay, we lost and then we're going we're gonna to blame it on right, him. Yeah. Like, nah, you guys. Point the just, fingers. So if they would have won, though, same outcome? If they would have won, nah, he wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't have been. Yeah. He wouldn't have been. So like y'all are saying, they're literally blaming him. They're literally blaming him. But they're blaming him for something that they were doing all year. Yeah. No, like been, it's not like he just started it. Like, they've been doing this all year. So it's like, okay, y'all been letting it go. This loan, now y'all finally want to do something. Y'all should have been saying something, you know what I'm saying, like through the year. And it's, yeah, it seems like they didn't have a problem with it because all that shit was circular and they were running a lot of that stuff on their own social pages. So for now... Because it, it looked good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be a villain until... <laughs> until you lose. Until you lose. Yeah. So is it possible that he was gone regardless of those antics? No, I thought... No. That if they, look, if they would have went, if they would have won, went to the Western Conference Finals or maybe the championship, no. Yeah. Nobody would even talk about this. And then uh, what can Dylan Brooks do to repair his image as now he hits free agency and tries to avoid, you know, that Guangdong, Shanghai, get ready to learn Chinese, buddy, trajectory? What's his numbers? So, glad you asked. He averaged, he averaged about 10 in the playoffs. So, it, it, was a, it was a down year for him. Uh, regular season, he averaged 14 uh, points, three rebounds, three assists, but shot like 40% from the field, 33% from three. Well, yeah, Hold on, let me, let me find these. Uh, I, I didn't know he averaged. Yo, I didn't know he averaged fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> in, the in the playoffs, he was down. Um, I mean, averaging fourteen, though, you can stay in the yeah, league. Yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah, you ain't. Yeah. What's so funny is playoffs ten and a half, three rebounds, two assists. He's the type of player that LeBron to put him on his, put him on the team. Yep. He'll be. So he'll, be on, he'll be on. Yo, the, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say I could see him going to the Lakers and Brian. That was like, the yo, question I was gonna ask you. It's, it's a different situation, but we all remember Matt Barnes when he was with the Magic, mm-hmm. pumping the ball in Kobe's face. But Matt Barnes is a real one. Obviously, Gilly, our family, y'all know Matt mm-hmm. about that life. Me and Matt went to UCLA together. So if Matt talks shit, there's gonna be some shit that goes down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, he's he's driving 90 minutes for the for the fade. <laughs> he's really about it. But he's not one of those dudes that's always going out there seeking trouble. He was more of the enforcer of the squad. Like mm-hmm. when he was the Clippers, some shit went down. Mm-hmm. You know, Baca's gonna try to swing on him. He gotta just sit there straight faced and laugh at him. Like he's not gonna do anything. But Kobe, you know, respected Matt and brought Matt onto the Lakers as a result of that. He respected his toughness. He didn't back down. This seems like a different situation. Dylan Brooks went out LeBron and basically got humiliated. So you see a world where LeBron will bring him in, help maybe salvage his career. Because I think it's a good story. You bring Dylan Brooks in. I know Lakers fans are going to be like, fuck that. We don't want him. But you bring Dylan Brooks in. He plays again at the level you can play at. Kind of shuts all that other shit up. Goes on to do some. When, when, okay, so the idea of a star, right? A star, a superstar. You know, people like Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, right? When you look at the players that were added to their teams, right? Look who it was. It was players that challenged them. The Ron Harpers, the Dennis Rodmans, mm-hmm. those type of guys. Ron Artest, Matt Barnes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about guys who really said, I don't give a fuck if you're Jordan, right? I don't give a fuck if you're Kobe. I'm going to challenge. I'm going to take the challenge. That lets that person know he's a warrior. So that means if we're playing against Tracy McGrady, he's not going to back down. He didn't back down to me. He's not going to back down to the next superstar. Right. That's how that player. So when you're sitting there kissing someone's ass, yeah. when we in the battle, are you going to kiss this ass? 
Are you going to kiss him and, oh, I'm a fanboy? I don't want no fan. Right. When you're in war, you don't want no fanboys. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. we can talk yeah. even like a guy like huh? that. Right. Yeah. You don't want no That's fucking true. fan. I don't want no fanboys. But is there anything to it? It's fine. Like y'all said last week, you're going to talk all that shit. You can't go running high when it don't go your way. You can't duck smoke. You can't not talk to the media. Walk off after the game. They said he didn't even shower. <laughs> he, he, he left with left with a stinky booty with the same, with the booty shorts on right back to the hotel after they got knocked out of the playoffs. Is there anything different to that? Or should LeBron, LeBron look at this guy and say, look, this is the dude who I can get him right? Yeah, I mean, well, he didn't have a vet. Like there's no real there's no, uh, there's no real vet in that Memphis Grizzlies locker room. So he's not gonna have that vet to come to him and tell him, all right, young fella, like this, you know, like this happens, this show pass, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like own up to it. So he don't have any of that in the locker room. So, you know, I think under LeBron or under a under a superstar, you know, he'll be able to, you know, have a better pers uh, perspective of everything around him. So question for both y'all. Obviously we gotta look into crystal ball, look in the future. Will Dylan Brooks be on an NBA roster next season? He should. Yeah. He should. Yeah. For sure. He's averaging 14. He should. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't I know mean, he was averaging. I mean, you know, 14, more of a defender type. Yeah. Um, anyone can use that. I mean, that's, I mean, listen, he hasn't done anything no one else has done. Right. Right. It's not, <laughs> right. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, he hasn't done, I mean, he's, we're acting like this, he's done something terrible. I mean, he just got his ass busted by LeBron James. And we're I just mean, talking shit. Who that's else it. can, I mean, no one else can say they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, he's not the first guy. And is it possible that he could use maybe a season abroad, go away, kind of lay low no, for a little bro. bit? He's an NBA, He's still an NBA player, bro. Come back. I mean, the jumpers, the jumpers weak as fuck. Okay, I get that. Just like, get some shots up. I mean, the legs. I mean, he's doing the Mary J. Blige, you know, with his legs. But I mean, <laughs> you know, for what he does and how he plays, um, any team can any team can use him. That's trying to get over that hump. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, look at you know players like PJ Tucker. They're still valuable. No. Mm -hmm in this league where they're, they're helping, you know, secure wins. So let's keep this thing moving. Let's talk about James Harden, LA legend. He was at the Met Gala last night in spirit. I don't know in if y'all saw that, that game one fit that he pulled up in. I'm gonna be real, man. I can never get something like this off. That shit look heavy as fuck. <laughs> you think he's sweaty, sweaty yeah, underneath yeah. Man, that's heavy. That's some, that's some grade A pippet right there. The pants heavy. He got to drag his legs. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. If that you, shit weigh at least 12 pounds, bro. If you pull up to a playoff game in that, you have no choice but, but to cook. drop. You have no choice. And James did not disappoint. Uh, game one of the Sixers Celtics Eastern Conference semifinal. Embiid uh, sideline with the sprained right knee. Harden put the team on his back, dropping a career high, 45 points. Ooh. Just step back after step back. And be, you know, at the Balenciaga. Oop. This is a clinic, man. He looked like the Harden of old. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. And obviously, he, he shifted a little bit. He, he don't really focus on the bucket get in anymore. But with Embiid out, it was his turn. And watching that fourth quarter, several times you thought, like, something's just going to take this thing away, pull, pull away. Harden said no. You know, fourth quarter, under 20 seconds to go in the game. They love, get the I love P.J. Tucker, man. Look, give it back. They get Al Hor Horford on him. And what, what do we think was going to happen here? That's a tough shot. I know it is. That's a tough, because he right there. And on his left hand, too. Yeah, I'm about to say, and, yeah, that's, a, that's tough. 
That's real. So, Gil, you're a prolific scorer yourself. Where do you rank James Harden when we talk about the best scorers in NBA history? Bet. Mm. Shit. Look, look, okay, what he does well is this, right? Which is, you know, when you're talking about mastering a one thing, um, shit, what, top two, top three? Mm-hmm. Top three <clears throat> ever? When you're talking about mastering no. a thing on how you score. When you're talking about, like, overall scoring, I don't think he has an overall package of scoring. You know, he, he doesn't post up, doesn't have mid-range. I mean, not mid-range, but he doesn't have, like, he don't backdoor, he don't flare. There's a lot of things he don't do. I mean, he's great at that one thing. If you take the ball out of his hand, can he still be, you know, effective in scoring? Um, with the ball dribbling, ISOing. Oh, when it comes to ISO work, I mean, was it, I mean, him, Jordan, Kobe? T-Mac. T-Mac? Ready what you do? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, KD. Yeah. Is in there. But see, but KD does flares. He does backdoors. He does mid-range. He would post up. So, you know, it's, when it comes to overall scoring, I don't, I wouldn't put him in a top five of overall scoring because those guys are scoring from everywhere on the court. But when it, when, like ISO work? ISO, yeah. ISO, he's top three ISO. And even watching that game last night, you know, the NBA has an emphasis now on this quote-unquote foul hunting, foul baiting. And James seems to be one of the biggest victims of it because he's driving a cup now. Shit that looks like fouls, and he's great about drawing that contact, punishing defense. They're not calling. They're literally trying to tell and steer him away for that. And I've seen a lot of that. But I see a guy like Austin Reeves still getting those calls. But it seems like they're deliberately going after James. But after the Sixers' first round sweep of the Nets, Harden had this to say about altering this game from, from a scorer to more of a facilitator. Throughout the entire year, people expect me to be the scoring James Harden and the James Harden that goes out there and gets 40, 50 points. And then people talk, oh, you can't win like that. And then I'll go out there and get 20 points and 11 assists. And it's like, well, he's not the old James Harden. So obviously, you know, Embiid is kind of the the question mark in this series. But which Harden do the Sixers need to shock the Celtics? You know, man, it's a double-edged sword. You're not even going to lie. You know, your success on how you played the game, right, averaging 30, you know, 54. I mean, I've, I've, I've went through his numbers and... There was one year where, I mean, he scored 30, almost like 45 straight games. I was like, what the fuck is this, right? You know, just to show you the, the, the type of consistency, the type of mindset he has. So, you know, when someone says you can't win like this and you, that man has to, you know, really alter his, his thought process to play a team game and then it doesn't work, I, I hate... I hate when coaches do that, right? They have this, this thing of, hey, I don't need you to average 30. Average like 17 and 10, and then when you do it, y'all still losing. You know, you get blamed for it, not the coach that told you to do that. Yeah. So, you know, when, when, with him, it's, you know, it's, it's game by game. You know, my thing is play, play to your ability and let it go from there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, I mean, you know, you're playing with, with one of the best bigs in the game mm-hmm. also. So, you know, I think his game is just maturing. You know, it's, it, I don't have to go get 30 and 40. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can be the point guard. I can set the table. I can, you know, I can take my shots when I want to and do things. So I think his game is just maturing. And I wouldn't listen to what anybody has to say at the end of the day. Like, you know, because from your performance last night, you know, we know you can still go mm-hmm. do that. So it's not about that. It's just more about just picking your spots and, 
and just knowing when to go. I think yeah. at this at, and, and at his age, you know, he deals with a lot of injuries. You mm-hmm. know, um, he's getting older, so it's like a lot of that stuff you got to save too. No Embiid, I mean, no Embiid. That's what what he was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Right. If yeah. Embiid's there, then I mean, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been taking all those shots, and the ball would have been going to Embiid. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 him being smart enough and understanding the concept of okay, this guy's out. I have to do more. So let's, let's talk about Embiid a little bit. Sixers guaranteed themselves a split in Boston, which, you know, for the postseason, that's really all you can hope for. They're not, you know, the likelihood of them going up 2-0. Possible, but let's be real. So should the Sixers rest Embiid game two to give him more time to recover or go for the 2-0 lead heading back to Philly? What's, what's, his, he has a sprained sprain knee. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to rest. I mean, it depends on how his knee feels. Right? If, if it's still sore, then no, we're going to sit, wait for, you know, we get back to Philly and see how it feels then. Um, you know, you don't want to bring him back too early and he retweaks it and then now our home games he's not there for. So, you know, um, you know it all depends on how the knee actually feels in that moment in time. Um, I'm going to rest him. I mean, we got the first win. Um, you know. Who knows, you know, what was going to happen, but we got that one win. Um, bringing them back for game three at the home court, you know, I think it's just, I think it's just best. You know, we'll figure out what happens in game two. Shit, we could probably win it without them again. Mm-hmm. So right now, the way we had it cracking uh, in the first game, you know, I wouldn't probably change nothing yet since our big is like, you know, kind of, you know, knees tweaking and stuff like that. So I'll just wait to game three. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say hypothetically he's around like 85%. No. 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 Ch- he chilling. No, I just chi- yeah, I don't I need no chilling. I don't need no 85% because 85 can go down to damn 45 quick as shit. Okay. <laughs> Get him in them 90s at least. So let's talk about the coaching situation here. Now y'all aren't the biggest fans of Doc Rivers playoff coaching acumen. Not at all. <laughs> but it was obvious that he was running circles around, you know, first year Celtics head coach Joe Missoula. Was he? Or was it James Harden just doing ISO yeah, work? I, say, I think it was James Harden. ISO James! I think it was James Harden. I think it was James Harden. But let, let's look, look at these Celtics. So Celtics tricked off game five at home. Should have been the closeout. The reason that Janet Jackson had to move her concert from Thursday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Then they come and trick off game one. So that's two straight home losses. If we keep a score. So what adjustments do the Celtics need to make in game two to actually get a dub and get off that, that home losing streak? I, I told you, I don't, I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like their lineup. I really don't. Um, you, got two, you got two point guards that don't do shit for me. Like, I think they got or, outscored 71 to 16 in their position. Damn. 71, like, how, like... <laughs> 70 in the in the guard position, yeah. 71 to 16. How do you make that? You can't make that up. That that has to fall on somebody else. So I just don't like it. Should be him or Smart. It shouldn't be both of them, because you're not giving me enough offense, and obviously you're not doing enough defense for you both to be on the court doing the same thing. So one should be coming off the bench, and Brogdon should be in. Okay. Like I'm, I'm like you like that's the balance. You have two defensive players or whatever the fuck them two do. Coming into, you know, playing against two guys who don't play defense, right? It's James Harden and, and Max, you really don't, like, they're not defensive stoppers, yeah. but I don't have to play defense on smart. That's what, when, I remember when I first said that a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people didn't understand, right? Because they're listening to analysts talk about defensive players. Mm-hmm. I am a scorer, right? We're scorers. And I'm playing against a guy who only plays defense. Yeah. 
I'm telling you what I do on defense. I don't have to do shit. He's not going to score, so I'm just going to get my rest. No matter how many times he picks me up full court, Eric Snow, when I'm on defense and Eric Snow's on offense, I'm getting my rest in. He's not, he's not doing anything to me for me to actually run around. Now, when I had to play fucking Mo Williams, different story. He, he's going to put me through four or five pick and rolls and do all this. Now I'm getting tired. So when you just have guys on there that's just there for defense, that offensive guy he's there to stop is only playing one side basketball. We should also mention Brogdon played 34 minutes in the game, came off the bench. You say increase that. Sub. Just, just, Keep just, just sub him. Give him a little bit more. <laughs> him just, he should be at, like, because he needs the off, like Brogdon scoring has to offset the James Harden or Maxi. If not, Maxi, them are just resting on, they're just doing this on defense. Yep. Oh, shit, let's, I can't wait to get back to offense. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the game plan for the Celtics against the Sixers uh, with Embiid and without Embiid? You got a plan for it both ways. Good luck with Embiid. <laughs> I think, so I think they're, they're better defensively when Embiid's there because it's a better – like playing against Harden one-on-one, that's kind of a difficult matchup because – you don't want to put Jason Tatum on him because he's going to put him in foul trouble. You don't want to put Brown on him. So then you have Marcus Smart, who's a little bit smaller, and James Harden's gotten smarter against him. Mm-hmm. Like he don't he don't bite off those those little push offs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those he doesn't he he didn't do that last game where he got a bunch of uh, offensive fouls from fucking with Smart. So when you're talking about Embiid, they can load up easier Embiid versus loading up on James Harden. So, clog you know, yeah, they can cl- clog, clog the paint more knowing that, you know, Embiid is going to do the long pump fake at the three, drive left, try to do a little step back. It's, that's an easier guard when, for the Celtics when Embiid is the focal point mm. than versus Harden sitting there bopping everybody going by, and then from there the game becomes easier. So knowing everything we know about Doc, obviously Sixers take this game one. You, you nervous at all for you, the Celtics, or you like, oh, don't worry. Even man, if we Doc, go down 3 man, 1. Doc if we start, go down 3 1, listen, shit. Doc gonna start the game all ISO. He gonna do the same shit that he ain't <laughs> not gonna try to change. <laughs> all right, well, let's take this thing out, Wes. We gotta talk about our favorite light skinned Hooper, Steph Curry. And I'll be real, I'm a LeBron guy, but it's hard to, to not look at what Steph did in game seven versus the Kings, knowing how ass the Warriors have been on the road all season. Come through. Cut off that beam, shut off that beam. Your rent's due with one of the most generational performances in his career. Uh, Dropped a 50-piece, set an NBA record for the most points in a game seven. That's tough. Yo, he he can't even see the rim. No. Like, people do know that. He cannot see the rim when he's doing it. I don't think people understand that. Like, he's stepping back on a 6'8", 6'9". All he needs is a glimpse, man. I'm not going to front. Like half the time he's looking down. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's looking down. He's looking at feet, shifting feet. I mean, it's just wild. It's wild to watch and not watch the highlights of. Like, how does that happen? With a mouthpiece hanging out of his mouth. And a hug. That's probably the most disrespectful part. Like, put your mouthpiece in, dog. Ba, ba. Oop. So before the game, uh, Steph gave the entire team a motivational speech. A lot of guys on the team like Draymond said they'd never really seen Steph like that. Only problem was uh, only Steph and Kevon Looney listened. But that, <laughs> that was all the Warriors needed to get the dub. The rest of the dudes let him down. But when we talk about Steph, Steph coming off uh, you know, his first finals MVP, fourth championship last year, 
a lot of Warriors fans, you know, I've been talking a lot of shit on Twitter, saying that this is Steph's era. So, Gil, I'll start with you. Is this the Steph Curry era? Era? For the last, what's this, 2015, 16? I mean, I don't know how many players can say they dominated in the last six, seven years. I mean, you know, era is a decade. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, yeah so, 10 years. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, but it's, it starts from 10 to 20, 21 to 30. So okay. um, for the last, for the last, what, eight years? Yeah. I mean, I, I, he's been that man. He's been that dude. So since what, 2013, we'll say? 2014, 15 from 2014, that season. Now, yeah, he's been that dude. Okay. So like, it's impressive. Oh, for sure. Like, more like it's impressive. Like, what he's been doing is impressive. Is it his era? Didn't I just fucking tell this man? You said era, it's impressive, Gil. 2010 to 2020 is a decade. I'm, I'm familiar That's an with That's era. I'm familiar with So with, what? So from 20... Are you counting to 10 to 20? Or are you yes, saying 10 to 15 20, to 25? No, 10 to 20, 21 to 30. That's how the decade is. So from 10 to 20, it was Steph's era? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. is him or LeBron? Or both? Both. I mean, yeah. 10 to 20, LeBron, what, four championships? Four championships. Four so, finals so, LeBron, so, no. Kawhi, what, two and two? I mean, yeah. I'm just telling you. It's a lot of people in that. It's, it's a lot it's of people a lot. in that 2000. But I think LeBron, I think LeBron got the award for decade player over, over uh, Mayweather. Probably. Decade athlete. I think he got the, he was a decade yeah, dec- athlete. Yeah. So we're in a new decade, and I mean. But do you just kind of buy a window, too? You can't say from, from 2014 to 2024? No, no. That no. era? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if we just shift the era, just, if we just shift it to make it make sense, yeah, then yes. That's what I said. From the last eight years, yes, he's been, he's been him. You've been that dude. Yeah. And that's the thing. Some people pointed out, comparatively, Steph's had this great run since around 2014, but when you look at other, other greats, their, their primes were, were longer. But Steph's still climbing at 35 years old. Kind of, you know, Gil, even your point about being better than Steph at age 25. Early part of his career, I won't say it was bad, but ankle injuries. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing that hurt. That, 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 that hurt Steph's resume is when he was starting off, even though he was really good. He was, you know, he missed some games, you know, and missed damn near a whole season because of his ankle. Yeah. And you're talking about a guy, you see how he moves, that's very important for him. Um, so, you know, some of the beginning of his era, that, the reason, but that's the reason that his, um, that the Golden State were able to pay Kevin Durant and all that because, because Steph's contract was, was it 60 million? Drew Holiday made more. It was like the 11 yes. for 44. Or yeah, yeah, it was. It was a horrible contract. It was like four so, for 44, or some shit like that. So it was, you know, because of that ankle, they got him for cheap. Yeah. Um, but what he's done since then, yeah. Goddamn, because we were on here last week apologizing to him. Look, I'm a LeBron guy. Even as a LeBron fan, if you don't have respect for Steph, you don't, you don't really understand basketball. Like we cannot like Steph fans, but what Steph's doing, <laughs> he can't it, like his face. We, we don't, we don't need to fuck with the fans, but you gotta fuck with Steph and what he's doing because it, it just keeps happening. So, you know. If you're great, you have annoying fans. How about that? Yep. That's if you're a great. Oh, the Brown fans are assholes, too. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Jordan fans. Jordan. All we delusional. Got, Kobe got, fans. We got, a, we got a bunch in that, that, uh, that studio over there. <laughs> but Steph fans kind of younger, more internet age, you know, more, you know, <laughs> yeah. create fake accounts to talk regularly. It's not a lot of the shit that we had growing up where, mm-hmm. like, if you said something, you had to stand on it. It's coming from me. I'm not putting an avatar and talking wild and then hiding behind. And then yeah. like, oh, Gil, I'm your buddy. Like, nah. Like, say it a minute. 
But after the 50-piece, a lot of people out there moved Steph into their top 10, said he's the best point guard ever. So, Brandon, I'm going to start with you. Where does Steph rank all time in your mind? Well, for me, I'm going to go by, I'm going to go off who I saw play. I didn't see Magic play. Mm-hmm. Like I was born in 89. Damn. I didn't see yeah. Magic play at God, all. You, oh, yeah, you, yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to put Magic in my top five just because I can't, I'm not going to say, oh, I looked at some highlights and Magic was this. So, you know, I have Steph in my top five, um, Mike, Kobe, LeBron, and then I'm going to go Shaq. Okay. So, that, so that's my top five. Okay. And I got KD coming off. Okay. That's, that's a hell of a top five. Yeah. Like, you, you, I, so you're I a little did, bit older. So. Yeah, yeah. So I watched Magic. He was him, mm-hmm. right? When, when you're talking about that fast break, understanding the – like, they, they, were moving, they, they were moving just as fast as the kids are today. Yeah, yeah. Between him and Norm Nixon, two point guards. Two point guards in the same game averaging 19 and 20 assists together, right? So you can see how back in the time where you had to shoot – you get the ball and you had to score. There was no dribble, dribble, yeah. and that player still got that assist. Um, do I have him over Magic? That's my next question. They say Steph's the best point guard ever. Okay, it's it's okay. Unfair to both both men when you're talking when you're talking about when Magic played, it was point guard, right? The point guard had. A job to do. That was get the team involved, make sure the, the, the players got the ball in the right position. It's evolved since then, right? It's evolved and, you know, the scoring guard became the new thing. So when we look at Magic versus Steph, Magic is going to have the passing, the court vision, um, that type of game over Steph. Steph is going to have the scoring part of the game over Magic. Um, me, because I'm a scorer, of course I'm gonna have Steph in front of, in front of Magic because wow. with his with one six nine, so obviously you're supposed to look over the fucking defense, mm-hmm. you know. But Magic did his thing. The stuff Magic, the passes Magic made then, no one's doing that today. Right. I mean, still today they're not doing that today. But when it comes to Steph with his size, um, footwork, IQ, the way he plays the game. It, it, it kind of does put him over Magic all around because he just does it different. I mean, it's just a different, it's just a different way of doing it. You're, you're not talking about somebody who has an advantage over everyone in his position. Magic had an advantage. He was, he was bigger. He was taller, right? Um, that's an advantage. You know, a guy who's 6'1", 6'2", right? You're talking about the details of the, the fine details of the game where you said it that, he, didn't even, he, didn't, he can't even see the rim half the time. He got six, eight, six, nine guys trying to stop him from shooting. He's still getting it off. You've seen a floater. He did a floater from you know, <laughs> was it, seven feet, yeah. ten feet outside the lane, backboard. Yeah. You know, like moving fast. So you yeah. know how, like, the touch you got to have for that to be per- – it's just, it's just the little things that, that make Steph great I don't think people's paid attention to. Yeah. Right? And it's the details and his finishing – um, because when he came into the NBA, one of his weaknesses was dribbling and finishing around the rim. Now that's his strength. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I have a number one. So, I mean, are you talking a lot about the offensive side? But what about the defensive side? You mentioned Magic Relax. 6'9. You Relax. mentioned, Gil, you got to play a little D in this game. But I'm just saying, Magic's versatility, coming in rookie year, Kareem down, being able to put up a 42 piece. So, being able to score when needed, obviously, when needed. We're, we're never scoring the level of Steph. But also being able to defend multiple positions. You're 6'9". Okay. You should be able to stick to one, two, three, four, and five. 
So is there anything, div- but is there anything to that in this debate? No. Steph much better shooter, Magic better on the defensive side. No, nope, you're not rolling? I just think, too, it's like impact. It's like the impact, like the impact you have on the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to for be sure. In the top, like to be in the top five, it's like, are people dying to watch you play? Like, are people like, you Magic, know, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 but I, I don't, yeah, yes, he's they a were. Co- like the problem with Matt, he's a culture, like he's the culture. But this is also in, during the era where He's the only person we're watching. So that's how big I am. Right. So that's right. You know, when TV, when the TV, when TV came with Magic, it was Magic and Bird. Right. So, it was t- so we got to really just focus on his greatness. That's what made him great. But outside of that, he was great. Like yeah. the things he did was great. Yes. But I mean, when you're trying to put an overall package together, the, the, it's just the little things that Steph does at his size. Just it's like, yeah. Are you talking about Steph dealing with injuries coming into his career? Magic's career obviously cut short. Because, mm-hmm. But if you think of Magic played longer, this conversation would be different. Yeah. I mean, he, didn't he miss a whole year, came back, won MVP of the All-Star game? Yeah. No, but he came through, dropped a triple-double with HIV, which to me is still one of the most impressive things in the history of basketball. When I say people Wait. think I'm joking, promise you. Wait, stop. Yeah. <laughs> promise you. Bro, stop. Promise you. That's not a big deal? No. In those times, no. who was going down? No. You, Gil, you tripping. You, wait, wait, you telling me. Early he, 90s? Was, that, it, was the HIV burning then or something? I'm just saying, that shit was, was dying. You that shit, they, dying. They were no, tapping out. Just because you have it don't mean it affects your game. But, but it's dying. But like, saying, I know somebody who scored 45 with chlamydia. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? People were, <laughs> people were tapping out. It'd be comparable in this day and age to getting some, like, some serious Rona and going and running a marathon. You know no, what I'm no, like, no. Rona's different. That's the I'm just saying. I mean, you're talking about, yeah, he, he had HIV, came out and had 50. Like, all right, that's what's up. <laughs> Like, that's, how's that? I but mean, back then, no, that's crazy. Back then, you know, not now. People were dropping dead. Not now. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm all just right. saying, like, all the, right, the okay. stigma and what was going on back then and how it was fucking up people's bodies. Magic was literally one of the only people I ever saw get healthier. Like, you saw a healthier Magic, and Magic's still here chilling. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, like, facts. Okay, facts. I'm, you know, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, you remember in 91 when that, when that shit was announced, if you look back at that press conference, people thought, damn, Magic's done. Like, yeah, like, no, no. like he's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. and then people were like, "Damn, do, do we have any mutuals?" Like, it was a lot of like, "Oof." Yeah, yeah. No, there, you got it. there was a lot of nerves you're right, in there. You're right. You're right. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just saying from that standpoint. Doing to the overall thing of yeah. people were not, okay. For, for him to be able to come back, do that, play, and obviously, he, you know, he tapped out in career and coaching, and, and obviously opened the Magic Johnson Theaters in Baldwin Hills, unlimited strawberry soda. His greatest contribution, <laughs> in my mind. Uh, unlimited strawberry sodas in the hood, Gil. It was not happening until Magic did it. But look, I, I saw some chat on NBA Twitter last night, and normally don't like to bring that stuff here, but I have to ask some real hoopers so we could put this to bed. Who had the better performance? Steph's 50-piece against the Kings, I think 25th-ranked defense in Game 7, or Harden's 45 in Game Winner on the Celtics' 5th-ranked defense without Embiid? Mind you, Game 7 and Game 1. Mm. Is, it, is, it, is it even worth the discussion, even in the barbershop? In the, I mean, you can make a discussion for both. I mean, obviously, a game seven, 50-piece on the closeout game, um, on the road, very impressive. I mean, I mean that's, that's number one, right? That's number one. Okay, that's easy. Uh, I mean, we can make an argument that, I mean, you know, one motherfucker's in Vegas at the strip club, <laughs> and, you know, chilling. Come back! Right? He's chilling, and let's just be honest. The narratives was already written. 
all these reporters already had their fucking James Harden fa- like they already had their James Harden taglines ready to be printed. Mm-hmm. So the pressure of him coming to perform was a lot yeah. for him personally. Because if you'd had if come on if you'd had a seventeen and they are lost by thirty, James Harden was killed. Yeah, and that was probably the expectation going into yes, the game. That, he was going to be murdered in them. Right. So the fact that he came and he did what he did, basically had to rewrite everyone's. I mean, the New York Times had to probably erase all the shit that they were getting ready to say. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, for him personally, that was that was big. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go with Steph's just off the fact that he was he was averaging 30 the whole series. Like, 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 like he was averaging 30 the whole series, and then to put the team on your back game seven and go win a game. Because if they lose that game, we don't know what, what's next for the Warriors mm-hmm. yet. Right? Yeah. So they still going. So I think that was just big for him and, and, and uh, his resume. But also, I mean, yeah, J- James, thing, J- James performance was big. It was game one. But I want to see what's going to happen in the next, in, in the next yeah. series. Like, mm-hmm. like, is he going to be able to keep... See, this one, it comes with the, like, okay, well, is he going to keep doing it like this or is he going to go back when Embiid comes? Like, yeah, he's going to go say, back like, when like, comes. So it's like, you know, I think that's what he's going to have to deal with. But to me, I would just keep going. Like, like I wouldn't stop if I'm James, though. Because if you could average, <laughs> if he could average 40 in this series, then yeah. Then, then yeah, it's a whole I, I, better. I, I think him, him being the focal point, him being the focal point and B taking the backseat a little bit, um, I think it helps them. Like, Embiid hasn't beat Boston. Playing it his way. So Embiid needs to take the back seat to James. In this, in this okay. series, okay. in this series, because Embiid has shown that he can't beat Boston. Like, yeah. the Boston's done whooped that ass every time y'all played, you know, if y'all, and y'all played in the playoffs. So, obviously, they load up on you for a reason. So, if you have a guy who can go out there and create his own shot, let him go first, and then you get whatever's left over. Um, it's just one of those. It just it might be just one of those series where he has to take a back seat, and then the next series is Embiid series. Right, right, right. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna go with Steph as well, but with the caveat, people were talking about, oh, well, he, he was he was stab patting in garbage time, but he's the reason that there was a garbage time. Like the reason that the Warriors <laughs> went up was literally because I had fucking just busted your ass. So I'm gonna get some more points off this. I don't got a problem with no, that. I mean, listen, game seven, game seven, it's game, yeah. game seven on the road. It just that's, it's that's same it. point I used to make with LeBron back in the day though, when it's like, oh, motherfucker, stab patting in the finals. Like, do you know how stupid that sounds for you to tell me a human being is stab patting in a game seven of an NBA finals? L- I, I, listen. I don't even know what stat padding means, right? <laughs> Listen, if I have if I have 50, right? And there's 3 minutes to go and I'm still in the game, I'm trying to get 60. Right. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I'm trying out. to get 60. Yeah. Come on people, if you if there's a million dollars on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. And you can carry 200,000, at the end of the day, you're going to keep trying to get more. Right, this is sure. facts. So like, I'm sure. just, I'm just start, I'm gonna just start stuffing shit. So, th- th- this idea, there's just this idea of pat, like your stat patting. There's no such thing. So I'm gonna give you the square definition of stat padding. Okay. And this is coming from the squares, an action that improves a player's statistics despite being of little benefit to his or her team or his chance of winning. I'd say that. that oh, so when the score is zero zero and I score ten, we don't. There's no benefit of winning at that point in time. But I just got ten points. But. But the wild thing to me is we've seen games go south. We've seen leads be blown. So if you take it from 20 to 30, they would say that's stat padding. Like we haven't seen 20 go to, to zero on the So do, do anyone ever call stat padding on the opposite team? <laughs> right? A guy, a guy has 10 points. 
right? His team is down 30, and he's the stars in there still scoring to get to yeah, get his yeah. numbers. They, they say that. No, they don't. They only I'm, do it the winners. They were accusing Trey Young of that early on in, in the Hawks. Nah, listen, I, I can tell you this right now. I'm I mean, well, take me out the game then. Now that, that's or okay. stop it. Like, if you're the defense. Yeah, or just take me out the game. Like, I'm not going to be up here just running around. Yeah, I'm and, supposed and, to. And I got open shots. Like, like, I, oh, got, I, got I got 50. 50. Uh, oh, no. I'm a, yeah. no. I don't want them to see I'm playing yeah, two. I'm going to try <laughs> yeah. to steal that bitch four. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. no, I'm, I'm getting my yeah. points. Now, yeah. I mean, that's something, obviously, I never played in the NBA. You gentlemen have. That's something that's always bothered me because it's come from people who have never hooped at a high level. And like, like how difficult it is to actually get a bucket in a basketball game. I'd imagine it's, it's pretty, like they're not just saying, oh, it's Man. Gil, go ahead and score. It's they, Gil. They probably mad because they over and under. Listen, I don't give a, listen, <laughs> I'm you right now, I, if there's a defensive player in front of me, I'm trying to score. Every time. Right, so if, you, if you're the opposing coach and you know I'm still on the, score, on the court, right? I'm gonna score. You put a weak motherfucker on me, I'm scoring. I remember when I had to play against, I was playing the Hawks. And I got Jason Terry in foul trouble, right? First, first two plays, boom, boom, he's out. Then Corey Benjamin had to guard me. Two, two fouls, he's out. Then they had to put Dan Dickow on me. <laughs> Why you running Dan Dickow get slandered? No, I'm just saying, so to put, ain't no more offense. No more offense. One, four, flat. <laughs> I got Dan Dickow. This is, now this is called uh, <laughs> fat Patton. Because there's no way yeah. I'm not going to shoot the ball every single time as long. And I had to go to the bench. I remember Antoine complaining. I, shut the fuck up, man. I got Dan Dick out on me, man. Is that I what got you Dan told him? fucking Dick out. Is that what you told him? Yes, I got Dan Dick out. Like, what if they put a third string three, four man yeah. on you? You'd be mad as shit if I shot the ball. So don't even talk to me about no plays. I got Dan Dick out. I'm going to keep, keep shooting until Every they sub him off me. Dan Dick out or anybody in Dan Dick out's family, if you're watching this. I'm just This saying. is a part of the game. You in Gills Arena. I'm, I'm, These no, things I'm just, happen. I'm just saying that, you know, you... If a weak per- like I hate this when you you are top score. It's just like playing against a girl, right? I got a girl guarding me, and I'm I'm not trying to score. What? Bust her! I'm busting her ass. You ask Elena Beard. <laughs> busting that ass. What the fuck? I'm not taking it easy on you. How do I supposed to make you better if I take it easy on you? No, I, I, this little dude that got to guard me, this third string. At some point, he gonna be a threat, right? So I'm gonna try to murder him today. So, so, Steph, do you. You got to pl- do you. Or take me out the game. Yeah. No, take no. Me. Don't take me. If I got 45 and there's like four no, minutes. Give me my 50. Saying all that, well, then take me out if the game is over. And I've asked you all this before, but how much, you at 49, how much is the difference between 49 and 50? A lot, a lot, it, a, lot, painful, a, lot right? a lot, 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 a lot. There's certain numbers that just worth more. Yeah. It's like, like 50 is worth more than 53. Someone like, yeah, I got 51, 52. Like, 50 just, uh, just, just hit better. Just hits better than 51, 2. 55, yeah, it's better. 55. So, 60, some, yeah, the, the in between numbers is like, like, so 61 and 2, that's just, that's just 60. Yeah. When you dropped 55, how much did you think you should have had in your head? 60. Okay. I should have had 60. If I would have had five points in the first quarter, yeah. I only had it in three. Yeah. So, if I would have scored five points in the first quarter, at 60. Were you salty afterwards? No, nah, I was just. Yeah. I was, Were you I happy? Was, I got 50. 50. Like, shit. Like, <laughs> I know. You hold the rookie like, record. Yeah, still. That's the thing with my pops after a good game or something. I'm like, you should have had 40. Like, I don't care what you had. Like, That's like getting 28, 29. Yeah, yeah, like, I need 30. Yeah. Just give me like, 30. Give me that 30. So I got some breaking news, Gil, and uh, you know, you're know, going to be excited about this. We got almost 7,000 people in the chat. We are 3,000 people away from getting Gil to hit that blood. <laughs> hey, come on, y'all. 
Come on, man. We right here. Y'all not doing good enough. Tell your friends. We need need three more. We need three more thousand. Three more thousand. thousand. Spark this thing. So we got a couple more things to talk about, but I wanted to get your opinion on this. After the Warriors season clinching win, Draymond took issue with Sabonis' decision to not shake hands. Lost a lot of respect. (laughs) You don't shake guys' hands after you lose. I don't respect that. I once left the court when we lost in game seven of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I went to my locker room and I sat down and I said, um, this don't feel right. And I walked back out in the court and I showed everybody love. You lost. Deal with it. Pay your respect. I, I, that was whack to me. Now, Brent, I know you aren't the biggest fan of dudes doing podcasts, but I feel like Draymond has a whole certain other level of just insight and knowledge, and I think he's earned as a four-time champion the right to do a podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I, but I, I give you everybody that. don't get a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Podcast. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that one now. I agree with that one. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I agree with so far. <laughs> like, Draymond. That's, that's actually hooping right now. And he's funny. So that, that, that's my favorite part about it. <laughs> but let's just keep in mind, so Draymond talked about 2016 after they lost, uh, coming back, shaking hands. But let's fast forward 2018. This is the same Draymond that refused to shake hands with Tristan Thompson after the Warriors swept the Cavs and then reportedly told him we ain't cut the same. Now, reports are they linked up a few months later and, and found out w- w- what the cutting was looking like and all that good stuff. But question to start with you, Gil. How disrespectful is it to not shake hands after a playoff series ends? <sighs> it's... it's uh... It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Like, I mean, it all depends on the relationship you have with the other side, right? Um, like, you just kicked me in my motherfucking chest. You think I want to shake hands with you? I don't want to fucking shake your hands. Really, like, come on. You just, you kicked me in my chest a few nights I ago, and I'm supposed to come in here and shake your hand? Like, nah. But, you know, coming from Draymond, he's already been in that situation where you know, he lost, he didn't shake their hand, and he had to think about it and went back and shook their hand. So, you know, he has a right to say that because he was once Sabonis and did that and actually went back no. and, 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 and did it. So it, it, coming from him, it's, it, it's more respectable. Me, I don't know if I ever shook hands. Yeah, like I'm not really a big shaker hand. Like after I, I, lose. I, I like, like I don't care. Like, or when like, I'm like, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I mean, don't want to yeah. shake my hand when I win. I'm fucking. Yeah, yeah. Dumb, yeah, dumb. yeah I'm about to say like even when I win, I'm not looking for them. I'm yeah. looking for the players. Say what's up, boom, boom. Like my teammates, and I'm out. Like I'm like not, I'm trying to figure out where did this shaking hands come from? Because I, I like if I'm shaking someone's hand, it's usually probably the other star player or whoever my friend was on the other team. But for the most part, yeah, yeah, yeah that too. If we're not friends, then I don't. The like if I don't talk to you, I don't care. Like I'm not. You kick my ass like fuck you. Yeah, good game, bitch. Like I, when I busted uh, Utah's ass for the game, with it, ain't nobody shake my hand. Right. That's Utah. You what in I'm saying, Utah? J- uh, Phoenix Suns, the, the 54, ain't nobody shake my hand. Was that in Phoenix? 60, nobody shook my hand. Any that, game when I've ever had, no one shook my but hand. But was that in Phoenix? Yes. Phoenix was moving differently back then. What right? I'm saying, Arizona had a state was on some other shit back in those times. <laughs> when, when I hit the game winner in the Bulls and we all celebrating, ain't nobody shake my hand. Yeah, especially now. Shaking hands is that high school bullshit that you were forced to do. Everybody line up. In college. Boom, boom, yeah, boom. College. That's that shit. Good that game. Good but I game. like the not shaking hands. Like, I feel like it should be more, like, you should take it more personal. But that's what I'm, like, did, like, I don't want it, like, I don't, like, I already said what's up to you before the game. Yeah, when like, we, now we didn't. As got soon as the game started, uh, 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 shook hands. Yeah. 
Like after it, I was like, all right, good. Man, fuck out of here. Good win. You bust my ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See you next game. Like I, I just, I never under, I don't understand the concept of shaking hands after game. Like I remember it in high school and yeah. in college. I, yeah, you have to. In the NBA, it's like the only time you shake hands, you're shaking hands with your friends. And plus, I'm getting money, so it's like. I will point out though, in those high school and college uh, handshake line, that's where you talk your shit. Like we've seen it in Yo, the women's yeah, tournament. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I got your bitch right here. Like yeah, we seen. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you get it off. I thought they, I thought they stopped. I mean, I'm pretty sure if it stopped in the NBA, it must have stopped in like the 60s, 70s, 80s when, yeah. you know, players are still knocking players out. <laughs> I think they got mad. I think they got mad at Brian when he didn't shake Orlando's hand. Remember when he walked out? Uh huh. Yeah. When you're in Cleveland, they yeah. got mad about that. But it's like the Pistons back in the day yeah, the Pistons, with yeah, MJ. Like, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. You just gotta be careful. I mean, you only, this is that you're only. I so does that make you look like a bad person because you don't shake some no, after like, a game? Or, okay, or so whenever there's a game over, right? Right. Imagine you're hitting a game winner. The other side, they're already walking to the locker room. One side is here, one side is here, right? These guys aren't coming all the way over here to shake hands to go all the way back that way. They just walk out the exit. Mm-hmm. Just walk out the exit. The only person that's still on the court, court is the person that, um, like even with James Harden, them, you see that they're sitting on the court and be like, yo, man, go to the locker room already. Yeah. Like, the well, coaches don't even shake hands. I remember, I remember when Scott Stout, they used to be like this. Yeah, all right, yeah, like, yeah, all right, bye. Like, it ain't no, I'm not going to, hey, coach, good, you know, like, coaches. Yeah, you had a better game plan than me. Yeah. And, and since, <laughs> since we're on the subject, how do y'all feel about, all right, you on the losing team going in the winning team's locker room to give them that extra congratulations? Who's done that? You had to, Draymond said he did that. Well, I know he went back on the court. Um, it happened in college this year. I think uh, Jerome Tang in Kansas State after a, uh, was a Florida Land, one of them teams beat him. He was in the locker room, like, oh, great job, guys. Man, I, it, it, all, it all depends. Man, it I've all been depends. thinking that's some, like, trying to go viral shit, man. Like, trying to go viral. I think even, like, the shaking hands after, it's trying to get more TV time. Like, man, you ain't talking about nothing. Like, what y'all talking about? I think I went in the, lo- I went in the locker room once. I did some dirty shit. <laughs> I did some dirty shit on the court, like, clip. It was like, yeah, I was okay. clip. Oh, I was a big clip. Just, motherfucker, you, like, you do some, some cheap shit to me, I'll clip you. And then I went into the locker room like, yo, my, you know, I just want to say my bad, man. I'm, I was on some other shit, my bad. You know, one of those. Okay. And then I got the fuck out of there. I think if you're at a big enough level, that's fine. Obviously, like. And then when I want a jersey sign, oh, then watch out. Hey, hey, T. <laughs> T-Mac, sign this shit. I did that a lot. After a win or a loss? Win. After you won? Some, some losses, but I had a good game. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you got to think of it. It's an it's a, it's a, it's a art to get in your jersey sign, right? You know right. what I mean? Like. Like, if I whooped your ass, you don't want to sign. So it has to be one of those things, if I whooped your ass, but you had a good game, you're going to sign. If y'all won and I had a good game, come on in there. You just go ahead and sign that. Yeah, you feeling good about yourself? Go ahead and sign I'm going to say, yeah, I knew I was nice when Gil asked me for my shoes. And, yeah, y'all won. As a rookie? I'm yeah, like, yeah. Who, who said no to you when you tried to get the jersey signed? Uh, Kevin Garnett, a few times. A few times, Gil? A few. Times. Oh, a few. We said, get the fuck out of my face. That's what I said. It had to be one of those, like, he had to win, and I had to have a good game where I want your jersey still. But even with the win, knowing KG and his history, like, we think about that Joe Kim Noah story, he could have easily been like, get off my dick, Gil. No, 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 no. That that was the first couple times. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first couple times. And uh, Allen Iverson, too. Chuck. uh, Like, (laughs) Chuck. (laughs) Chuck is the funniest motherfucker. Like, you'll be talking to Chuck, he'll look right through you. 
Like, 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 he, like NBA players would be talking to this man, and he, he, like, he don't even see you there. And I used to try to talk to him, like, yo, Chuck, and he just, just looking, just. And then when I made my All-Star game, there was one of those, like, hey, man, AI, hey, right, can I? So, oh, what's up, Gil, man? Welcome, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Welcome. You finally All-Star. What? He's like, yeah, I wasn't talking. If you're not on my level, man, I ain't talking to you. Ooh. Ooh. That's you, the bar. You can huh? tell AI fucks with you by the amount of hugs he'll give you in one second, how many handshake hugs within the course of one conversation or interaction. But it's one of those things where, like, it's, you know, it's really levels, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, it was one of those things where until you get to this level, I don't know you. Mm. Get, get to this, get into this door, then we can have conversation. I like that. And, you know... I like that. Well, look, we're about an hour into the show. We really wanted to make sure the chat built up. We want to get all the bodies in here. And now it's the moment we've all been waiting for. It's the conversation that we need to talk about. So the WGA may be on strike, but the NBA scriptwriters are hard at work. And they came through what could be the final battle of the two greatest players in this era. I already asked you before it was the Steph era. You said LeBron and Steph. We've got that matchup now. Mm. It's here. Mm. Is here starting tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steph Ange, I've been talking a lot of shit. I've been waiting for this moment, unless it mm-hmm. goes the other way. And in that case, more power <laughs> to you. But Warriors coach Steve Kerr had this to say about the LeBron versus Steph rivalry, if we want to call it that. Uh, well, four finals matchups, you know, that, that's uh, what it's all about. That's the, the apex of you know, NBA basketball. And so, the two of them meeting four times, um, you know, at the highest level. That's what rivalries are, are born out of. That's, you know, Magic and Bird. That's, you know, the, 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 the matchups we think about in NBA history. So I'm going to ask both of you. Brian, I see you getting them off. <laughs> I respect it. But before we, we look ahead, let's look back at those matchups that Steve Kerr speaks of. So let's go 2015, Steph had a solid NBA Finals. Andre Iguodala leads the Warriors to the chip over the injury-depleted Cavs, mm-hmm. wins Finals MVP for locking up LeBron, uh, just for those who forgot. Lock, locking, uh, locking up, don't say locking up LeBron. I'm, I'm getting to my next paragraph. Okay. So Brian averaged 36-13 and nine assists, <laughs> leading both teams in points, rebounds, and assists, and received four, I believe, of the 11 Finals MVP posts. Only four? Iguodala. <laughs> so 2016, Steph wins unanimous MVP, but falls victim to the greatest comeback in hoops history as LeBron and Kyrie willed the Cavs back from a 3-1 deficit against the best regular season team in NBA history. 27 to 2018, KD years, back-to-back finals MVPs. <laughs> Don't need to really mention it. 2021, LeBron dots Steph's eye to lead the Lakers over the Warriors in their first ever play-in championship. It counts. For all y'all saying the plane don't count, we were there, we seen it, and now we're here. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, it should be noted that LeBron is 8-4 and four with the Lakers against the Warriors. That includes that playing championship game that, I don't know where those stats go, but they just fly to mm-hmm. So, we'll start with this. Where does the LeBron-Steph rivalry rank all-time when you think about some of those historic matchups? To me, they're one and one. They're one and one still. They're one and one. That's, okay. You know, as uh, you know, Steph got his first one, right? His first championship with a hurt, um, with a hurt calf. You know, Kyrie and Love was hurt 
He got his first one. The second one, Draymond um, fucks off that series, right? <laughs> Bron and win. Right there, that's a rivalry. Once the other one got KD, dude, come on, there's no... That's not a rivalry at that point. Right? You, 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 <laughs> right? you got the guy who was at that point competing with LeBron to, for who was the best player in the league, right? And you added him to your, your, your team that you already was dominant on. So I... It's still, it was still one-to-one to me. At the, you know, once the teams got altered, then it was no. And is, does the playoff, the playing make it 1.5 to 1? No. Nah. Playing is worth something, you know. Postseason. Now, when you're, like, even, even this, this is, <laughs> this is a rivalry, but it's not, it's not in the championship, and that's the only part about it. Like, this is a second round, right? Even though for us it's this big thing, but at the end of the day it's just a second, it's a second round. Would it mean more if it's Western Conference Finals? Probably. Yeah. 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 The closer, closer yeah. to the finals as possible? <laughs> yeah, more. And I feel like if the Lakers had, like, Kyrie, it'd be more of a rivalry, too. Like, more of a bigger rival. Like, it's just like LeBron and... Like, I feel like LeBron and KD is bigger to, to me. Just because, like, they can guard... Like, they'll guard each other. It's the same position. So you'll be able to see that matchup more. You're not really going to see a matchup with Steph and, LeBron. and LeBron as much on the court. So you're not really getting that, like, one-on-one matchup. Like, so it's like, you know, it's, it's cool. It's just if, if I feel like if the Lakers had Kyrie, it would have been better. What's wild though, early on, like 2015, 2016, when Steph would end up on LeBron in a matchup, LeBron would always look a little shaky. It was always just like a, a weird situation. Like, yeah, yeah, but you got to guard a guy who's sitting here trying that's to what I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? But when Steph's guarding LeBron, like LeBron, he would, you know, just take jumper. He wouldn't do like the normal LeBron bully into the. Like, it's it was, not really, it's not. I mean, it's a rival. Yes, it's a rivalry, but it's just they don't guard each other. So it's yeah. not like you're not getting that if KD and Brown was playing against yeah, each other. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's yeah. a like, okay, we're going we gonna to see them coming down, go at it three or four or five times. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's, this is, the, our, it's, it's Golden State versus LeBron. Yeah, that basically. is the yeah, rivalry. Yeah, basically. That is, that yeah. is not like, yeah. you know what I mean, it's not like it's Golden State versus the Lakers or Golden State versus Cleveland. Like, Magic and Bird. Right, it was Lakers versus Boston. That was mm-hmm. them. <laughs> now, if Bird would have went to another team, or Magic would have went to another team, it, it doesn't have the same impact. For sure, That's you know, I'm like saying. so. LeBron being on the Lakers now is like it's oldest rivalry. Well, well, yeah, technically not. It's not like well, it's them three versus LeBron again. Yeah, you know, it's, as LeBron, we have our own fan base. We go over where LeBron goes, so we are basically our own institution. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah, you know, four championships. But still, if, if LeBron's in Cleveland, this is a whole different. You're yeah, not, then it'll be a, a whole rivalry, but yeah. now it's like, okay. Yeah. And I get the, I mean, obviously those were, were finals matchups, but I feel like this playoff series has the potential to potentially be one of the most watched No, for series. sure. No, no for, for sure. sure. You know, at the level of, yeah. of finals games. Because we're going to be locked I believe in. believe that. Because yeah. we were locked in for Warriors-Kings, and I don't give a fuck about the Kings. Let me <laughs> be real, but yeah. we were locked at, in for at, that. You know, to be honest, the championship is coming out of West. It's a West. It's a, I mean, you, I mean, you can. See it's a West championship. Yeah. Um, and I think whoever wins this series right here between the Lakers and and Warriors is going to the finals. I don't, I don't know. Denver, Denver is better than we expect mm-hmm. because if you look at their past, with a non-healthy team, every team Denver lost to was in the championship or they won a championship. So they didn't lose to some bum ass team. They lost to an elite team that went to the, to, the, to the finals or lost in the finals or won the championship. So with everyone back, I think we need to consider that shit. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> they might Shit, I mean, you game know. Three, game, yeah, game you three will be able to tell. And you like, got to play potentially four games in Denver, too, which let's just keep it real. Like y'all said last week, that area. Uh, that Denver, Bo- that Denver, I mean, a Denver-Boston series. It's nasty. A Denver. Adam Silver not gonna let that happen. Denver Seventy Sixers series is nasty. Adam Silver not gonna. Battle of the Bigs. Yeah, that'd be a great. No, 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 no. That'd be that. If that happens, they should not say who the MVP is into the seat into that into that into that shit. It's over with. They do well, it tonight. tonight. No, I know, I know. They should just pull the plug on it. Hold it. Whoever wins this series is our MVP. So when we talk about LeBron, we talk about Steph. You got two gentlemen who have you know. Huge legacies, right? Devoted fan bases that go at each other religiously, regardless of whatever is going on. Want to see each other fail. But deep down, I feel like I have a respect and love for each other. People always ask the question, how does some affect LeBron's legacy? But how does this playoff matchup affect both LeBron and Steph's legacy? I'm just be honest. There's nothing these two can do to change their legacy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. The, the, the world says Jordan's number one, right? Right? If Jordan's number one, then the fuck can I, how many more, if I can't do anything else to surpass, if I'm number two right now, no matter what I do, I'm still number two. If I win this championship, I'm still number two. Yeah. Doesn't, it won't change shit. So with Steph, if LeBron's number two, the, the highest you can get is three. <laughs> so Steph, Steph wins a chip this year, his second finals MVP. He still stays. He's not, he's not going in front of LeBron. He still stays beneath LeBron. Yes. How, what does he need to do to surpass LeBron? One, he needs to get that scoring title, which he's not going to get. You forgot yeah. about that? I'm not, a scoring title? No, I mean the... Um, the regular the, season? The, the, yeah. the, that, that, that the 40,000? Yeah. That's not happening. I know. But my, so, so what amount of rings does Steph need to win... The same amount of rings LeBron needs to win to 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 uh, to surpass Jordan. So there's no there's no number. There's no number. There's always some type of hidden agenda between the numbers. Because even LeBron gets six rings, six Finals MVPs. They're gonna say, "Oh, you did it in 22 years. Jordan did it in 15." Yeah, that's what I said. There's gonna all, there's already a narrative. There's gonna already be a narrative written. So <laughs> you know, so at, you know, so at this point it says, "Okay, Jordan's one, LeBron's two. So no matter what he does, he's just gonna be in two. So Steph oh. can't jump LeBron. Mm. All right. His overall number, I mean, he's never going to be, he's not going to have assists over LeBron. He's not going to have rebounds over LeBron. He's not going to have points over LeBron. And I think it's from, like, the start to finish, too, though. Yeah. LeBron, like, LeBron came in. in. 18. Like, 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 you know, I think, I, like, I think a lot of people be forgetting that. LeBron came in at 18. And, Averaging and a dub. The guy. And, Averaging a dub. And, and kept being the guy, though, but kept getting better. Like, that's what I said. So, We're like, talking he didn't about have to, like, wait. He didn't have to do any of that. It's 20 like, years of do- – I, 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 no matter what anyone says, right, no matter how many years you're talking about Jordan, we, it's 20 years of dominating. Yeah. <laughs> right? 20 years of dominating, and he's not even considered for number one. <laughs> yeah. No, that's crazy. No, that is He's crazy, not even though. considered for number one in, in 90% of the people's dom- – dominating for 20 years. Yeah. 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 And they're like, mm, nah, you're not even close. <laughs> who is that, though? Who, like, why is that? Because all the media, the media, the media who has all the power today grew up during Jordan's era. Okay. Right? So you're talking about the Skip Bayless, all of them, you know, that they were, they were when Jordan came. 
So they all, uh, so they all got to die basically, and then just retire. I mean, and, 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 you just retire. I mean, think about like I mean, some, of the, some of the icons. Like some, think about some of the icons. Then you, you're talking about uh, Michael, Michael Jackson, mm. right? In those, in in that time frame, their their legacies is just printed in. It's just it's just inked as gold standard, mm. and there's really nothing. There's nothing you can do because if you copy the gold standard, you're just a copycat fragment of it. You're not the real thing. Okay. So it's really hard. To, like it's really hard to take away someone's mm. pristine. But when you think about that, you talking about Michael Jackson was wild. You know, if you have Michael was in this day and age at, at the height of his career with social media and everything, that's why you have to keep things separated by era. Because the shit he was doing back in the day with no internet. It, it, it's, Niggas was in newspapers and on phone calls knowing they got to pull up to this concert come 100,000 strong. Like when you're talking about like guys like Bad Bunny selling out, you know, th- like Michael was doing that. Doing that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Doing that with no social media. With no social media, no, inter- no internet like that. And they, were, and they were passing out. Passing out. Like before he even started. He was just standing there. Like he didn't say a word yet. Just, like, just imagine, staring, like, just, like imagine standing there all night. And here you come, and you just stand like up. Like, he's sitting there for two just, minutes just looking. Yeah, and you pass out. You missed the whole, you like, missed the whole thing. Like, you couldn't give me that kind of power. <laughs> no way. They be doing that fake shit in church, but this was, like, real life. Like, real, real life. Because I'd have been to a church where they did the fake fame. It's like, come on. Yo, how would you be if you had that power? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, know the bad, you know the funny part? This is, this is America that we see. Mm-hmm. The, the, when they go overseas? Yeah. I mean, shit, he helped end racism. Let's just be real. Like, when they go overseas, when, you, when you're talking about Michael Jordan, LeBron James overseas, they're overseas. They would, man, them, them overseas, they go in China, they make the American, they make American crowds look like trash. Little, yeah. Like trash. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. You, you, you trash. <laughs> <laughs> you LeBron fan is trash compared to his China fans. Dead ass serious. That's man. real. Well, let's talk about 40,000 people in the airport waiting for him. Two arenas. Swear to God. Two arenas. They know LeBron James is coming in and do something. The whole city, there's 40,000 people outside just lined up in the airport. I seen that shit with T-Mac. I believe it. I was like, I never seen, you know, I'm in the NBA. You know, it's cold. I'm in the game. I've never seen no shit like this in my life. We're going to China and we're like, like, God damn. T Macca. T Macca. T Macca. T Macca. T Macca. Added some extra shit to this video. Yeah. Uh, that's I real think, life. I used to be like, Jennings Saw. Jennings Saw. Jennings Saw. So, back to this LeBron Steph you know, discussion. You know, when people point out that Steph is only three years younger than LeBron, I feel like it's important to add some context. LeBron is 38 years old. He's played more than 65,000 minutes in his career, including playoffs. Steph is 35. He's played nearly 36,000 minutes, including playoffs. But, you know, it's like shit, difference of 30,000 minutes. LeBron's almost doubled up, you know, Steph's entire career just in mm-hmm. terms of the amount of mind he's played, which is fucking crazy when you think about it in the speech to which y'all were talking about earlier. But how impressive is it to see both LeBron and Steph still cooking as NBA senior citizens? <laughs> I mean, it just shows you that they take care of their body very well. Um, I think if we go back, you know, Steph's first three, four years with that ankle, with them ankle injuries, I don't think anybody could have written that he would have stayed healthy this long. 
Um, you know, it just shows you how much he dedicates to his body. And, you know, we talk about what, you know, LeBron has done for his body, but nobody talks about how, you know, what Steph had to overcome and change whatever he was doing for his ankles um, to be able to last this long. Like, nobody could have said, you know, Steph would be playing this way at 35 with how, how fragile his ankles were back then. Yeah, and I think, you know, like, I think you were talking, to a, uh, talking about it before, like, you know, the way you train your body, mm-hmm. like the way guys need to start training. I think guys need to start paying attention to how these guys are training and what they're training for. Like, they're training for the, to the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you said before, all the low management and all these guys missing games, like, guys got to start training for the end of the season. Like, you're training for 50 games. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to train to, to the playoffs, to the finals, to, you know, because you never know. So, I think that's the main thing is, too, like, they're training their bodies for the whole season. Everybody's training themselves for, like, 50 games. Like, I know I'm going to miss 10, 15, and it's like, no, nah, like, you got to train yourself for the whole season. So I think that's the biggest thing too. Like, I, I, I mean, as an athlete or just as, you know, just a human being themselves, if you ever notice that you get sick around the same time every year, mm-hmm. right? Your body just, that's your time, right? Your, body's, your body frame is adapting to the schedule that it's been um, accustomed to, right? Same thing as an athlete. Right. If your body is used to sh- shutting off when a season like you, let's say you've been in league seven years and your body and you've ended the season April 15th every year in the middle of April and going after April, May, was it January, March, April, May, June, <laughs> your body is used to just shutting down and resting. What do you think is going to happen that first year you get into the playoffs? Your body's going to be wanting to shut down. That's what it's used to. So. You know, for for anybody out there, like so for Grizzlies, John Morant, um, who else is who else is out there? Who's lost in the first round? I mean, you know, you got Giannis right now, but he's done. Giannis, but he's used to it. You know, you got you know Ja in the Grizzlies. You have uh, Anthony Sacramento, e- Anthony Edwards, Andy and- Edwards, right? You guys should be training still. You guys should be yeah. you guys should be balling right now, working out every single day until the end of the season, right? Like people didn't realize what LeBron was doing. When LeBron would get put out, he's still working out because he's trying to get his body used to going the distance. So if the distance is this, I need to train my body and muscles and mind to 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 know that this is the end. Right, so if you're used to you know leaving in the first round and going on vacation, your body's gonna adapt to that too. Yeah, yeah. that's wild to think about. No, but it's true. You got to. You need to keep training. Like, you keep don't training. Stop. Don't like guys who aren't on that level. Like if you're not on LeBron's and the Steph's level, like you need to still be playing basketball mm-hmm. and hooping. Like all them guys need to be at UCLA hooping yeah, right now. Like hooping. Yeah. Like like that two week bullshit. No two. Like. As long as the season's going on, you should be going on. Lifting. And like you got James, you got James Harden 45, and then he's in the gym right after the game working out. Like you have to understand what's going on. These guys are still getting better right now. So you need to still get better Better. with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then when the season's over with, that's when you take your two weeks off. That's wild, man. So so basically what you're saying, even for these young guys that are coming in, no matter if your team's trash or not. Train to that mid June. Yes. Be on that champion schedule, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever. If you want to, I'm gonna be real. You know, like coming up once that season ended, it's shutdown mode. Yeah. Like it's vacation, it's Cabo, it's Cancun. 
I mean, but the reality is they're already shutting down during the season. You're already getting them two or three weeks. You've yeah. already been out for like a month anyway. So how much more rest do you want? That's why. Like you're trying to get, like, when you're talking about elite, there's, there's a reason certain guys are always at the pinnacle. There's a reason that some guys who get to the top fall, right? Um, you know, they're not doing the things that they need to do. You know, your talent can only take you so far from there. It becomes preparation, consistency. All right, so last thing I need from y'all, and do this quickly, I need prediction for this series. Lakers-Warriors, Western Conference semis, who's winning how many games? Fuck. I keep my shit business. <laughs> I got Warriors in six. <laughs> he said I'm <laughs> I got Warriors in six. No! But I love the Lakers, though. No! I just think too much staff, man. Lakers in seven. Ooh, okay. And the reason I say this, this is, okay, Warriors in seven then. La- what? Warriors in seven, yeah. Warriors in seven. Lakers. Yeah, I can seven. see it going seven. Like with LeBron. I mean, you know, LeBron. I think the team he has this year is better than any team he's faced against. Wait, the team he has this year? Right Better now? Better than that 2016 Cavs squad? Besides Kyrie, I mean, the rest of the team wasn't playing like that. And let's be honest, they wasn't, they wasn't playing like that. So the fact that you do have an Anthony Davis, um, is he going to be as consistent to Kyrie? Probably not. That's what I'm saying. So that's a big drop. I know. That, that is a big that's I mean, a big that's drop. a big drop. I got to you you easily scratch say, that shit. Yeah. AD better than Sabonis. Oh. Sabonis. I'm just pointing it out. I'm, I'm talking about what, what Kings took the Warriors to seven. Is my point. AD better than Sabonis, but the consistency is going to be. The, that's not how it's, you, it's, you. But you I'm saying it's not going to be as easy of a matchup because AD can give you those thirty pieces, but he can also give you twelve. He's going to be more of a threat on the defensive it, side. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the matchup, but D'Lo not really coming close to Kyrie. I, that's why I said, let me just scratch what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Reeves, though. Rewind. I got to think about that one, but I, I'm, I'm Lakers in seven. I mean, if you, if you compare those to the 2016 squad to this squad, I think, you know, n- nobody's coming close to Kyrie, but if Austin Reeves can play at the level he needs to play at, the Lakers have some good, solid bench. But this is, if you take Kyrie out, right, this Lakers, the, the Lakers team is better than... Yeah. If, it's better. It's better than yeah, they have team. better role players. They have better role. That's what I'm saying. They have better when role they play players. at the highest level. Better. I mean, he's, yeah, he's he, better than. I, I mean, he's hooping better than any of the Cavs role, yeah. role players. Yeah. That, and that's that's what factors into it. If you get some out of Malik Beasley, some out of Troy Brown, just something. I think he. I, I think he has a better better Rui, group. Rui, like you know, of all those overall, dudes. Yeah. Overall, yeah. Yeah. Better it, overall. It, yeah. Now he might not have that finisher that Kyrie was. That that. You know, the last three minutes, I need, you know, someone to take over the game. He, he's not going to have that player. Um, so he's going to have to win the game. Um, the Lakers are going to have to win the game before the last two minutes. Yeah, but he got D-Lo. He got – yeah, that's better than – yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. – yeah. 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 yeah, you're right. No, you're right. If they play at the level, they can play it. But, you know, Missy Kyrie and the things that gentleman can do. Whew. We'll see. We're going to find out tonight. Uh, it's going to be a battle for the ages. You know, if you're a Warriors fan, even if we homies, don't call me till this shit is over. I'm not picking up. I'm going to treat you like Gil when I try to give him the incoming call. <laughs> shit is not getting answered. <laughs> let's hit these Nuggets Suns real quick. 
And we appreciate you. Yeah, we got 7,500 people in the chat right now. 7,500? 7,500, yo. Woo! We're going to get to this 10. We're going to get to this 10. You're I'm not surprised. <laughs> You're going to smoke this month before the third round. The all right, all right, y'all want me to smoke? Okay, get get the ten grand. I'm 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 gonna smoke. Fuck the whole show up. We might smoke after. The, we gonna smoke after the show and film it. Y'all keep playing. Fuck this whole show up. We can't. this motherfucker butt nigga just like this year. What's the answer again, y'all? You gonna have to sit on that side. Be this motherfucker like yeah, yeah. So what we talking about? So let's talk a little bit Nugget Suns. So after that KD trade. Everyone thought the Suns were the team to beat in the West, right? You know, we're not going to sit here and pretend like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Everyone except the Nuggets, apparently. So after Jamal Murray looked like he was in the bubble game one, you know, dropping that 34-piece, you had Joker uh, absolutely dominating the Suns in game two. 39-16, five assists. I think I saw some stat. He's done that now in three straight games. He's like the, the fifth player to do that. Like Kareem, Will, obviously the usual suspects. With like what 2015 and five or something like that in three straight games, wild times. Uh, D book came through. He had 35. KD dropped 24. Suns bench, as many knew, uh, atrocious. They combined for four points total in game two. So, question for both of y'all: Suns are now down 2-0, heading back to Phoenix. Are the Suns cooked? And what adjustments can they make to potentially salvage their season? I mean, they're, they're not. They're not cooked. I mean, uh, let's, not, let's not confuse ourselves. Winning a road game out of the first two games, is, it doesn't happen like often, right? It doesn't happen often where someone can go in there and split um, a, home, a, home, a home win. So, um, you know, they have to take care of their home, home court. Now they have, you know, technically home court, they have two games, and they have to, you know, tie it up 2-2. What they need to do is speed the game. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna beat them playing Denver's basketball, playing slow. I mean, you know, first game was it 107, second game 89. You have Ky- you have you have um, Devin Booker and Katie on the team, and you're scoring 89 points and 107 points. That, that if that's happening, that means the rest of your team ain't doing shit. Yeah. You know, for you to compete with Denver, you're going to have to be in the 115 era. You're going to have to score at least 115 because that means you're keeping up offensively because Denver has the best of both worlds. They can play fast and they can play half court when, and get a ball to Joker and he just eats you apart offensively and with passing or scoring with or, you know, posting up or with, you know, dishing the ball out. So you're going to have to, you know, push that tempo up. You can't – you're not going to beat them scoring – fucking 89 points or 107. Yeah, they're not cooked. Um, you know, CP3 going down does hurt. Um, but, I mean, you're at home, so you should be comfortable enough to get a win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to see KD be a little bit more aggressive. I feel like he was a little bit more uh, conservative, a little bit. Just, I know he's new to the team, but I think, I think he's going to have to go a little, like, like go back to old KD a little bit. More selfish, like, in these next two games. I got any, bo- like, listen, both, like, you bench four points. Oh man, y'all be getting cussed out. I mean, we can go play for the for them right now. Four points, <laughs> not me. I'm not even going. Yeah, you, can't, right. you can't get four points in a playoff game right now. No, so I gotta off Do that. Have to play listen, off that bench is they have four points the whole game, dude. We can go get we can go get at least eight four a piece. About three minutes. I get a three. Like, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We gonna hit a three, bro. We gonna hit a three off. Yeah, we gonna hit a three. 
I, I just think his rotation. So there's just certain players that he can play that can, you know, open up the the decor. He's relying too much on um, his starters. Um, Unless it's, it's come on, this is this is a game where, you know, that you you have to you have to have reliable bench players that can come in and score. Here's another problem. You're talking about relying on the starters. Uh, they may be down one. Uh, CP3 left game, two with some groin tightness in the third quarter. So two questions for y'all. I mean, does CP3 have the worst playoff luck when it comes to injury? It seems like this shit every, pretty much every year. Yeah, I, to be honest, he, he is, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, he's, there's these little knacks that's, that's getting to him. And um, it makes sense, though. When I was with the Grizzlies, when we was playing Clippers, what we would do is they'd put uh, Tony Allen on him, pick him up full court, force him to use the full length of the court, then do his pick and rolls, try to get everybody involved. And then when he guards um, Conley, run him around. So not knowing he's being used more than he think he is and these little injuries that he's getting is because, you know, the wear and tear that he's having on his body. Mm. Playoffs are spiritual. Yeah. You got to be living right on and off the court. (laughs) Seriously, like people don't understand, man. Listen, man, listen. That's all I say. The playoffs are different, right? The playoffs are different. You got to sacrifice. That's why that James Harden thing could have went south because, you know, mentally, we're in the middle of the playoffs. Yes, we have a break, but you're all the way in fucking Vegas. But probably take a private jet. I don't give a fuck what you took. The life last seat, seat, though, good. You're in. The full recline. We in Philly. You're in. You know how many things could have happened. Yeah. Knowing that they didn't, but you're you're so far away from the goal. Where our goal is to try to get to the championship and possibly win it. And you 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 want to see titties? But what what if he needed that level of cheek wiggling that only Vegas could provide? No, that's to get his mental right for Boston. I'm cool with. That's why the four. That's why. But it hasn't been working. So that means that this is a consistent thing. Okay. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so but I mean, fact, it hasn't been working in his favor. Like, I would have been, I would have been the first nigga to get ready to say something in the locker room after the game. But the fact that you got 45 something cool, nigga. Hey, you go when you going back. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you going back? I mean, shit. That shit must have worked for you. How you um, like? What you think about? I that? mean, but there's one like isn't Atlantic City with two hours, an hour and a half away? I'm not familiar with, with strip clubs. Atlantic City's right, right down the corner. Like, you want to go to the casino or something, go see some ass or titty? Miami's right here. Go to Miami. I just feel like I got enough money to where all that coming to me. Facts. Everything just, is just, just, like, just like, like, like everything is just coming to me. Like that just thing just that, that that's regular that bring the club to you. The regular season mindset is what irritated me. Okay. Like I'm a James Harden fan. Okay. The regular season mindset. That shit shouldn't be happening in the playoffs. Like, do that shit at the crib. Right? I got nothing. Do this shit at the crib. Do the, you got Delilah's. There's some nice, there's some nice, nice ladies of the night that came from Delilah's strip club. <laughs> They're famous now. There's some nice famous ladies that came from Delilah's strip club. Use Delilah's, bring some, like, for you to leave the city <laughs> is what irritates me as a player. Like, come on, man. Like, we trying to do something special here, and you still got the, the, the regular season antics going on. That's the only thing. Like, I, I, like when we went... When we went for the championship, when we was in um, college, right, and, you know, at Arizona, and we was going that my, our second year, we was going, like, there was a rule. You can't have sex. Right? You can't have sex. Like, all right, bet. If this is what it's going to take, 
Right? So I've known sacrifice. So, you know, if we're going to the playoffs and say, hey, man, look, we ain't clubbing. We ain't having no parties. You know, if we're going to go out, we're going to go as a team to dinner. As a team, that's what we're, we're, we're doing. So all that's that, that, that extra shit that we usually do, that's, that's cut off. So Calvin Booth, when we, when we went to uh, Cleveland, right, for him, for us to stay out of the streets, Calvin Booth's like, yo, I'm going to have team dinner at the crib. So we'll all go to Calvin Booth's house and we'll we'll be partying. Mm-hmm. You know, then, you know. Then food some, good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the most uh, important thing. And then, then, so, then we'll go to LeBron's gamble. <laughs> but but it was, it, you know what I mean? It was con- it was con- it was a controlled environment. Yeah. 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 But even being at LeBron's gambling, which, I mean, I'm... I mean, it's controlled. Like, but Jordan he, you know, used to be... Ga- a- like, he got the games going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, we uh-huh. can watch. You know, he got film of us. He's breaking down, you know, so I get to watch the shit he's watching. But do you feel like it was it was a setup a little bit? Like, you know, he knew, he knew what his body is capable of. Like, it's like MJ hanging out with the Knicks back in the day during the playoff. Yeah, he knows on. what, like, but I, I have the same body type, so I know how to, you know what I mean? So that didn't affect me, you know, but, you know, just the fact that I know where all the players are, we know where each other are. So the fact, that was the only thing that, you know, that I'll say, yo, come on, come on, man, it's, like, I'm not worrying about his work ethic. Like, you know, you can see after games, he's going to work out. Yeah. Um, he got 60, he's going to work out. I'm never going to question his work ethic. I just question sometimes when, you know, when things are on the line, what are we doing? Right? I'm like, coming to work, I'm not worrying about when he gets in the arena, what he's going to do. It's just that, hey, you know. Who does he have in his circle to tell him that? Huh? Who does he have in his circle to tell him that? Like, you think Doc tell him that? Like, you think when Doc and him all I don't think that? They, I don't. Like, you think anybody say anything or just like whatever? Nah, because, you know, if I'm on a team, like, you know, I want to see how he performs. Okay. And, you know, I, I'm going to fall victim to the same shit. You had 45, and I'm, and I'm going to be like, all right, good game. And because, you know, no matter when you want to talk to him, what are, you, what are you watching? He had 45, and then while I'm going home, this motherfucker's in the gym working out. So what I want to say. So what if they lose the series? I can't blame it on him. The reason I can't blame on him is because the most important game to what he was doing was the game one. It's game one. It's game one because we know where you were. Okay, you 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 outperformed <laughs> what our expectations was. So I I got to shut the fuck up. Okay. Right now, whatever happens going forward, I can't blame it on Vegas anymore. Okay, for sure. I can't I can't use okay. Vegas as the reason. Of anything, like if you go 0 for 12 this next game, I can't blame Vegas for that. Like I can't. Why not? Because Vegas didn't have nothing to do with. Like Vegas was game one. But Vegas is the reason why you you're upset anyway. So yeah, but so, I can't you. But I can't use but that it. stuff. Still lingers on though. You don't think that stuff lingers on? Nah, that's that's a girlfriend's fight. Like girl, you know you your, gotta, your girl. You yeah, but if you gotta go, if, if your goal is to win it all, right? And you guys are ha- and you and you just said that irritates you, right? Yeah. Right, so it's it's going to keep irritating you because he's not going to stop. I know, playing. but I can't. I know, but I can't use it. So you just don't say nothing. I don't. And then you guys just lose, and then it's. Just I can't. Like, I can't. What, use, I mean, if you guys, but it's just like you know when we fighting with a girl, right? No, for sure. Yeah. Right. right they right. try to. They 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 use a reason to try to get back to the other reason that they're really mad. Mm-hmm. Right. But. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, right. Right. <laughs> right, they right, can't, right. like something happened. They can't use this right now, so they pick a little fight here to try to swing back that way. I can't, sw- you can't swing back, 
right? Game one, we, we, it was written off, nigga. You, you was in Vegas and this was happening. We was ready to run our narrative. So basically, no one got to ask him any questions about that slap. You can't wait the game two. It wasn't like, a slap. It was a love tap. Okay, I didn't uh, see a slap What before. was that? I don't know. Even, it's corrective. Even, Get your mind right, baby. But it even doesn't think. Even, even, <laughs> even, even game two. Even game two, right? And he, it was probably one of those like, yo, hey, the, the girls are supposed to have already been ready. The table's supposed to have been ready. The shit ain't the way it's supposed to have been. This smacked, is your job. You should have smacked the shit out it of was, It was probably one of those. It was probably an assistant. It was probably an assistant that was supposed to have the table or something ready. Yeah, right, who knows? You know, we did this dumb shit. <laughs> you know, who knows? But what I'm saying yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is no matter what game two is, you can't, you can't rewind and start asking shit about what happened last week. Right? You, you, you had a chance to do it. He outperformed you. That narrative's over with. Now, now all you can say is, oh, what did you do after the game one? We've seen him work out. <laughs> right? right, right, right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like I'm not the type of, I'm not the type. If I didn't get, if I didn't get to get it off right then, I just fuck. I just right, I missed right. my opportunity. All right, let it go. Yeah, let I got to let it go. Let like, it go. I missed let my opportunity. Let it go. I love that we were talking Suns and it went back to Harden, but that's what makes Gills Arena special, okay? We, we were talking about the Suns. We, were, <laughs> we don't need to anymore. We, we do what we want to do on Gills Arena. Oh, shit. But now it's time for our last segment of the day, mostly fans. And I was going to say, Doc can't really say much because he's going to wait too hard on the Twitter likes, if y'all remember that before the season started. Doc can't be liking the porno sites on Twitter, Chief. Everybody can see it. Okay. You know, I done slipped up on the scroll and actually hit like, but quickly, oop, got it back. You know, so I'm being told that's what bookmarks are for. I'm, I'm a very remedial Twitter user, though, but that's what the bookmarks are for. You can come back, scan through it. But mostly fans, let's start. And we got some breaking news. Apparently, OJ watches this show. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. The juice. The juice. So Wait, OJ. I, Simpson. Our, our oh, first shit, question, no, nah, our first question from the juice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he said, if Lakers don't make the finals, does Brown leave LA or does he trade AD? I love that it, it's Brown's decision to do either or. Th- those are the two options. Does, does Brown leave LA or does he trade AD? I'm trade honest. AD. Yeah, trade AD. If I'm Brian at this age, I'm not leaving. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not obviously, leaving. he's not leaving because his son's in high school here. Um, yeah. One of his sons supposed to be, I mean, Bronny's supposed to be going to uh, USC. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, who knows? I don't know. Do better, Bronny. That's what I'm saying. So it's, 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 it's his, his, his family is Los Angeles right now. Yeah. Right? You know, son's in high school. You know, he just transferred to another school. And he, oh, like, where, where, he going to start his life over again? I mean, I just, and, and I feel like he got a lot of business here. He got that. Like, that's like, what I said. I don't see him, much, I don't see him moving anywhere. too much stuff outside of basketball yeah. to leave. Yeah, AD so, can go. Okay, AD so you say okay, he trained. Thank you, Juice. All right, so little you work. <laughs> question number two from Lil Taekwon. Little Take. Mm. Which do you not? This, okay, Just make sure. Little There's no beef. There's no beef. You know they're. It'd be like Lil Tay, and he'd be like six foot five, four hundred pounds. <laughs> Call himself Lil Tay. Slim. Which cities <laughs> in the East and West are best for teams to be established for the ex- expansion? So which, which I guess which cities? Will make the best expansion for the East. In the East, okay. and one team for, in the East, one West, team in the West. For the West, I'll say Vegas. Okay, they build that big ass yeah. arena. Seattle. Yeah. They've they've had a great. Yeah. yeah, Vegas and Seattle for sure in the West. Vegas and Seattle. Vegas building that big ass arena. They already got T-Mobile. They're building another big ass one by the uh, Circus Circus. On yeah, that Vegas side. finna be cracking. Yeah. Uh, Vegas, and then on the East. New Jersey? Did you go back to no, Jersey? No, I didn't try. No, off that. <laughs> Come on, Gil. 
What? I didn't. Fuck. East. I mean, every East big city has a team, right? There's nobody really, like I would think. Who in the East needs a team? Let's see if the chat has. But there's like 15 seconds. Because you got to have a fan base that can can support it. I mean, you can have one of those. Shit, probably Kansas City. Kansas City would probably be a good city to have a team. St. Louis? Yeah, like St. Yeah, Louis. Louis. Like St. Louis would be a good team, like, like a good city. Them Ferguson boys up in the arena. I heard, I heard they, they built the like that in St. Louis. I heard they built. they got the Chiefs. No, well, you know, they got the Chiefs. They got other st- Buffalo. Ooh. Hell, <laughs> You're not going to Buffalo in the winter. Yeah, we're not. Uh, ooh, I mean, we can go bougie. We go to Hamptons. <laughs> go to Hamptons. <laughs> How many how many seat arena do you think you, you could fit in the Hampton? Make it exclusive, twenty thousand. Nah, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be I mean, there's it's just most of the East. Mid I mean Midwest maybe. I mean Yeah. I mean you need that yeah, those bigger spots. Somebody I think the put West Columbus Coast is the only one that probably is like Seattle and Vegas for the West. Yeah, Coast. Seattle, yeah, Seattle and Vegas is only two cities that don't. Yeah, I mean I can see San Diego at some point, but they gotta get their shit right. San Diego. Bring the Clippers back. I don't like not knowing. Orange County should get a team. Anaheim. Nah, we got a. Somebody said Montreal. (laughs) And they saying Tampa Bay. Vancouver. Vancouver fans aren't the same as Toronto fans. Oh, not okay. Mm -hmm. Somebody said Baltimore. I mean, I mean, you know, Baltimore did have. Yeah. Baltimore did have a great fan, but that is so close now. Yeah. And our, our last question is from MQ. MQ. What, what's the craziest trip you've taken before between games? Ah! Oh, God. Here we go. This is some real shit. Okay, this is my first year. This is my, this is my rookie season with Golden State Warriors. So uh, <laughs> when Dave Cowens got fired and they put um, Brian Winters in as coach, we was fucking around. There was no practices anymore, right? So coach was like, ah, y'all don't come. Whenever y'all do practice, it ain't. So no more practice, just show up to games, right? So <laughs> on Fridays and Saturdays, if we had a day off, I will drive my Escalade because I had that baby blue plowder Escalade with the TVs plushed, right? I'll drive from Oakland all the way to Sunset Boulevard. So I'm driving, so I'll drive, even if it was after, I'll drive after the game or just that day, get, get the little hand car wash, clean off the bugs and shit, and be dipping down. <laughs> so I come all the way to Los Angeles just to ride the strip one or two times before I went back home. <laughs> For, um, and look. Didn't get a hotel here. I was just dumb. Just, oh, shit, my, the Escalade, my boys just get, we'll pick them up, clean it off. And then what, you drive right back after? I mean, that look, was, I, can't, dumb, I can't even, hey, Sunset Strip back in those days. Was, was popping. But you were, were you 21 at that point? No, you were still, were you still underage? 19. But 19, you, you can't get into Miyagi's in those spots? Man, I never got out of my car. <laughs> Yo, you could have done the club, so you could have been Miyagi's, Turk okay, Up, listen, Jamie Foxx and them. Come on, I, I don't, you was, was you, that, was you, no, nah, you was too young for Sunset. Back then. Yeah, I was too young. When su- come on, Sunset back then was, I know. was a thing. I know. So me in high school, we used to go, get to go watch, right? Or my, my, my friend had the bucket, and then like, we'd be in like, the seats like this trying to like, like look. Like. So when, 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 I had, when I had a car to get to it, I was in the NBA. 
I'm right? Good. So I wasn't, like, so all my whole thing was like, yo, I was like, yo, what y'all about to do? We're about to hit the sunset. That's how it started. Like, yo, what y'all, what y'all doing tonight? You know we're going to the sunset. Like, oh, no, I'm coming. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm driving. I can't, I can't even hate because we used to do the same. That shit was in the high thing, school. but come on, that was the thing. Though. Go hit Mel's like two, three a.m. That's the only place you can fucking get diner, out. Diner, Mel's yeah. diner, or High Wings Cafe. Now they robbing niggas over there, but yeah. you know, you, you hop over to High Wings Cafe because they were open till three a.m. You can get you. I had a, like, and I was, the, you know, because I had them in my, I had the TVs in my visor, so I put the visors out, right, so everybody see the TV. It's goofy. It's goofy <laughs> shit, bro. It's so, just goofy, dumb shit. <laughs> before we wrap, they put the poll up. Uh, where would you rather place an East expansion team? The options were Richmond, Baltimore, Charleston, South Carolina, and Tampa, Florida. Baltimore won, followed by Tampa, Florida. You know, Tampa, I've heard, have some nice, uh, you know, shake clubs, if you say. Ebo City? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, so Baltimore, I mean, because Baltimore already had one, and they moved to the D.C. Um, like, Virginia, probably, like, somewhere in Virginia. They're saying Richmond, Virginia. Rich- yeah, Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia would be good. Well, shit. Kentucky? Let us know in the chat. Kentucky? It's... Kentucky? Kentucky's a basketball town. It's too small, but can it hold? Maybe. Can it, I mean, it's like one of those cities. Can they hold? Like, it's just like Memphis or, you know, can they hold the, the juice? We'll find out. We appreciate you to the more than 7,500 of you that pulled up to the chat. I think that's a new world record for Gilgory. We are inching ever so closely to that 10,000 because of all of you at the crib. Get this blunt to you. Every day, Brandon brings a blunt for Gil to smoke. And every day, Gil does not smoke. We're going to get closer. We are closer today than we've ever been, Gil, and we are creeping up. Oh, yeah. Right, I'm be- telling you, be- before, before the finals, before the finals, for sure. Allegedly. <laughs> So we appreciate y'all. We'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday. Appreciate you, Underdog Fantasy. Don't forget to go ahead and use that R.J. Barrett pick em. If you score one point, you win. You can use that to combo up, get you some bread. Underdog, we're trying to get it. I'm, I'm shit. I'm about to hit it right now when we get off the show. But we'll see y'all Wednesdays. Gills Arena. Woo-hoo!